And after a very long break, we are back. And when I say long, I mean more than a year. This is the Wake Up, the weekday morning briefing from Cleveland.com, and we plan to stay a while this time around. I'm Chris Quinn, editor of Cleveland.com, and I thank you for listening. Let's get started with today's top stories. Despite months of discussion and planning, election workers whose job it is to identify voters to be purged from the voter rolls have screwed it up. They marked 1,700 Cuyahoga County voters for purging who should not have been purged. The same kind of error might have applied to another 3,700 voters elsewhere in the state. Ohio Secretary of State Frank LaRosa's office says it is working to fix the problem. Now, if you pay attention to the news, you know Ohio has been in court repeatedly over its voter purge rules, ultimately winning approval of its proposal from the U.S. Supreme Court. What those rules say is that voters will be removed from the rolls if they don't vote in six consecutive elections or respond to mailed notices from elections officials. The mistake discovered this week involved voters who would be purged under a very specific scenario. It applies to people who moved in 2015 within the same county, filed a change of address form with the U.S. Postal Service, but then didn't vote in any subsequent elections or respond to attempts to contact them. Why 2015? Well, starting in 2016, the state began automatically updating registrations of voters who filed the change of address forms. The Secretary of State identified 450 Cuyahoga voters who this applied to and notified the county board of elections not to purge them. But, and this is the key failing here, the Secretary of State did not instruct the county board to do their own testing of the rule. If they had, they would have found another 2,500 voters that the exception applied to. Oops. Hackers have continued to attack the computer systems at Cleveland Hopkins International Airport in the months since malware locked up signboards and email systems at the airport last spring. But airport director Robert Kennedy says $2 million in computer upgrades have thwarted the recent attacks. Kennedy said that his airport is not dealing with anything special here. Governments across the country have been the targets of similar attacks, In some cases nationwide, the attacks have completely frozen governments out of their computer systems and left them with high ransom demands. The spring attack at the Cleveland airport was not nearly so devastating. It did not affect flights or security systems. But the airport still needed a week to get its arrival and departure boards, as well as its email and luggage claim signs, back online. Before Frank Jackson became mayor of Cleveland, the city had a policy to deal with the kinds of conflicts of interest that have embattled his administration this month. I'm proud to say that Cleveland.com has been the news leader on this story, reporting on three anomalies in criminal investigations of the mayor's adult grandson, Frank Q. Jackson. First, the city prosecutor, who ultimately answers to the mayor, did not file what should have been routine charges against the grandson in a beating case. Second, in a homicide case in which the grandson is the leading suspect, police turned off their body cameras when visiting the mayor's house to talk to the grandson. Third, police neglected to take the mayor's grandson into custody, which should have been routine. Jackson has said he did not interfere in the investigations, but the appearance of a conflict of interest continues to dog him. Turns out that the city once had a conflict of interest policy that would have helped separate the mayor from
from oversight of the investigation. Sabod Chandra, law director under Jackson's predecessor Jane Campbell, wrote that policy. But city officials say they have no such policy today. How the Chandra policy came to be abolished is unknown. From now on, Cuyahoga County grand jurors will get the full picture when they go on their state-mandated tours of the jail after a grand jury foreman said in a report on his term that the tour he and his fellow jurors had was cursory. The judge overseeing that jury, Sherry Madey, learned of the hasty tour and arranged for the grand jurors to get a more thorough look and even accompanied them to be sure. Court officials who claimed ignorance of the slapdash tours promised that all grand juries in the future will get the full tours. The Lake Erie Algae Broom of 2019 grew in August to 620 square miles, more than seven times the size of Cleveland. Scientists expect this year's bloom to be a 7.5 on a scale of 10, which is a bit smaller than the rating of 8 in 2017. The size depends on rain in northeast Indiana, southeast Michigan, and northwest Ohio between March and July. The bloom grew quickly in July of this year because of calm winds, but high winds in August tamed it. Now that the temperatures are cooler, the algae threat has diminished, says the National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration. Guacamole lovers, listen up. Our Cleveland's best team has another supermarket showdown, this time buying and ranking all the guacamole dips they could find at stores throughout Northeast Ohio. They sampled and ranked 44 guacamoles. Number one is the fresh-made guac from Heinen's. The testers found it smooth and creamy with a flavor bomb of lime, spicy peppers, and tomatoes. They had much harsher words for those at the bottom of the list. If you like what you're listening to, hit the subscribe button. We'll be back tomorrow with another morning briefing. This is The Wake Up from Cleveland.com. Thanks for listening.